Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello and welcome back to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. And we are so excited. I'm particularly excited because um, this is someone I've known for quite a long time. Ambrosia, you've known her as well. But uh, we've worked together and I was just telling her, I was like, I can't believe that you haven't been on the podcast yet. Um, So please, everyone, welcome intuitive astrologer and spiritual coach Chelsea Jewell. Hi, Chelsea. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited (laughs) to be here, too. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, yeah, this is a, this is a special occasion uh, for many reasons. One, because, like I said, I've known you for a while and known all like the the magic that you're putting out into the world. And so everyone here is definitely in for a treat today to um, hear some of the things that you have to say and share. Um, but also because, and we haven't announced this yet, but. Chelsea is going to be our special guest practitioner at our upcoming retreat in Joshua Tree. Yay! I'm so excited. We're so excited too because and Ambi Ambi was there for this one when mm-hmm. we all met up in Atlanta. We had dinner together uh, mm-hmm. whenever we were there, and it was just and which was our last retreat, and it was just so fun. We like felt like we known each other so long. Yeah, so um, it was really nice. <laughs> so anyway, why don't you give people just a little bit of background on you and what you do, um, just if people haven't seen your content before? Yes. Well, hi, everyone. I am. I, I can't believe I haven't been on either. Like, I love you guys, have followed you for a while, have been friends with you for a while. But I am Chelsea Jewell. I, like Alexa said, I do intuitive astrology, spiritual coaching, um, energy healing, all of that. And I really got into all of this work. I used to work in corporate America doing marketing. I used to work for big tech companies. And then I worked for Coca-Cola for a while. And my whole spiritual awakening really started uh, like back in 2018 after I had my quote, quote, dream job at Coke. And it was a dream job. I loved it. I'm still very grateful for it. And at the same time, I got to the end of it and was like, first of all, like now what? And also Mm -hmm. like, is this it? Like, is this, have I peaked? And is this like the end of my life and career? But I still felt really unfulfilled. And there were also like lots of corporate politics going on that I had to deal with and had a real ego death from working there. And so it led me to all of these different modalities that I was like very in the closet about like booking sessions with psychics and astrologers. And I was really just like, please someone tell me who I am tell me what I'm here to do also because like all these people around me are telling me I'm one thing like I'm you know the corporate politics like I'm not a team player and I felt really down on myself um and I got really into astrology because it was kind of the modality that every time I would look at my chart and find something else out I would be like oh that makes so much sense and every time it felt like a relief and a reminder of like who I really am even the like not so pretty things like shadow things I was like "Mm, that checks out that makes sense (laughs) yeah so I've been doing this work for a few years now professionally I didn't really think it was going to lead to that but you know when the universe is ready to take you and guide you down a new path we just follow so yeah (laughs) that's where I'm at now so so it's I love those stories of like and I feel like there's a lot of them out there people who 
are high achievers and, you know, achieve, like you said, that dream job, right? And then you get there and you've been chasing so long that you think that that is it. And then you get there and you're like, wait, whoa, why don't I feel all of this magic or all this fulfillment or all this whatever I thought I was going to feel? And um, and I think that has been a big uh common theme amongst people that have gotten into this work, you know, so it's, it's great to hear that story. And um, yeah, would love if you could share a little bit about, you know, what you see coming up for the year of 2023. Um, We're already like what, 16 days officially into this month into the year. And it I said this on another podcast. I feel like it's been months. I feel like so much has happened. So, um, yeah, what is your take on what this year is all about astrologically? Well, I agree. Um, I was talking to a friend, and we were talking about something that happened like last Thursday, and I was like, that feels like weeks ago. Yeah. Um, time is definitely moving weird these days. But it's also kind of funny because talking about the astrology of 2023, I'm like, Ooh, there's a lot of big things coming up. It's going to be another big year. But I've only been practicing astrology professionally since, you know, 2019, 2020. And so I feel like all I've known as an astrologer are intense astrological years. And I'm like, <laughs> is this normal or is there ever a time when the astrology isn't intense? I think it's just, you know, the times we're in. But um, we have a couple of really significant things I'll highlight. Um, most significantly, if we're looking, at like the calendar as a whole, the month of March is definitely the biggest month astrologically. We have two outer planets, Saturn and Pluto, changing signs. And because they're outer planets, that means they're farther from the sun. And so they move a lot slower. So they don't change signs that often. Hmm. Saturn is moving into Pisces on March 7th, which it's been in the sign of Aquarius for the past two and a half years or so. And then towards the end of the month on March 23rd, Pluto moves into Aquarius. And it has been in the previous sign, Capricorn, since since 2008. So this is like really big transitions. Mm. Um, The other notable thing I'll say about March for now is that I'm really excited about, and I haven't heard a lot of other people talk about this yet, is the new moon in Aries on March 21st. It's always the new moon in Aries is always the first astrological new moon of the year. So it's sort of like the astrological new year. So it's always significant. It's always a time of really fresh new beginnings. But this year, that new moon takes place at zero degrees of Aries, which is the very first degree of the entire zodiac. And it really just, to me, holds this energy and potential of the seed of like, we're already dealing with this archetype of new beginnings with the new moon the first sign aries and zero degrees it's just like to me it feels like new era new world new like everything it feels in a really good way it feels really exciting so that's all coming up i'll i'll pause there before i go on (laughs) well that's cool so so the zero degrees means like new energy newness new world right what what do the other planets shifting into different signs mean? Does it all mean like big change or? Yeah, overall, those two Saturn and Pluto changing signs mm-hmm. really just indicates like, whoa, things are changing and shifting, especially in March and building up to March. Specifically, Saturn moving into Pisces, um, the breakdown is, you know, Saturn represents sort of like the teacher archetype. I think of characters that I associate with different planets. And for Saturn, I think of someone like Professor McGonagall and Harry Potter, who's like Uh a stern, strict teacher who teaches you lessons, but is ultimately on your side. Mm. And moving into Pisces, Pisces is the sign of spirituality, oneness, intuition, creativity, romance. So I actually, what I have felt really focused on for that is I feel it being a really good, potentially a bit challenging, transit especially for empaths and highly sensitive people because that saturn is coming in it also represents boundaries and it's saying like okay you people who have strong pisces energy or even if you don't have a lot of pisces in your chart if you're empathic you feel the things of the world very sensitively 
Mm-hmm. Saturn comes in to help us learn to hold better boundaries for ourselves so we can still feel and observe, but not absorb as much. Ooh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. I like that. What are also- the- Keep going. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. It also adds, I think Saturn adds this feeling of discipline and commitment to our spiritual endeavor. <laughs> so I think for people who are wanting to develop their intuitive gifts, commit to a spiritual practice, or just like live their lives in a more sacred way, Saturn in Pisces feels like it, it brings some gravity to that in a good way. So learning some intuitive practices first and then practicing them a lot in March is what you're saying. Yeah, that would be a great. It's a good thing we're going, we're doing a retreat at the end of February, huh? I know, right? (laughs) Perfect timing, stars align. Um, So do you see this hap, like, do you see this playing out as like a big shift for the whole world? Meaning like, you know, the way that the pandemic played out? I mean, that was like the biggest shift probably any of us, any of us sitting here have had to experience in our lifetimes. But do you see any more like shifts or or could you hypothesize any more shifts like that? Or do you feel like we're kind of, we've moved past the shifts like that and it's more so this shift in March is really about like where you are in your life and how that applies to you? Yeah, good question. I personally feel it, I feel there being potential for another big shift in a way. Mm And not just from the astrology, but also from my own sort of channelings, experiences, conversations with other people who I'd consider to be light workers and healers or just other people in general. There's this feeling, I don't know if you guys have felt this, and I'm curious if your listeners have felt this as well, but I've had this feeling really since like July, August, September of energy building. Um, and it feels like we are building up to something. None of us really know what it is or what exactly it feels like. Um, I Part of this for me comes from my experience at, um, in ayahuasca ceremonies last year too, that make me feel this way. But that does give me this feeling of really big potential aligned with the astrology. In mm-hmm. March of like, it does feel like something big is coming and it feels good to me. Like, I don't, want to try and be like a doom and gloom kind of person and i'm not usually but this to me feels good it feels exciting do you guys well, feel that at all too? Just intuitively? I, I definitely feel energy building um i but i i also kind of feel like energy is always building so like i don't i don't know but well ambi you you share what you felt i i have something kind of on that subject but it, that i want to share but i don't want to get too off the topic so ambi what about you okay um, I do feel things building, but I also feel like it's going to be a lot of like personal growth for people that will play out, um, globally. Does that make sense? Like we're going to kind of bounce off of each other is what I see. That makes sense to me, especially with the strong Aquarius energy with Pluto moving into Aquarius. That feels... Mm. Like that could definitely be the vibe as well. It's like individual life changes that end up adding up to be kind of monumental. Yeah, yeah. And also it's really interesting that you said about the zero point and the seed because I was just watching a TikTok from a farmer, this female farmer, and she was talking about, she was like, she's. I don't think she's spiritual at all. She's just a farmer. (laughs) And she's like, um... She's like, I don't want to be like a doomsday person. This is not, or I don't want to be a fear monger. This isn't to fear monger, but I do want to say it's a really good time to like learn how to like uh, grow food because all of this rain that's been going on in California, she's like, you have no concept of like how many crops are ruined. Like, like there's a lot of crops that are ruined. And so what that means is that things are just going to be weirdly unavailable or on back order or just the the, um, the availability of things is going to shift. And you, you mm-hmm. might not see it for a little bit. You know, it might be kind of like a delayed effect. 
she's like, so this is a great time to start learning, like, just how to grow little things. Even if, you know, like right here, I have like a windowsill. You can kind of see some of the plants are covered up only because I'm trying not to be beaten down in the sun during this. Um, but like my husband and I are starting to um, grow lettuce here and we already have all the herbs, but maybe we'll start to grow a couple other things. I don't know. But um, it's interesting about like the seed, right? And also what I think of when I think of people really, really committing more to their spirituality is when the outside world doesn't look like we've had it look, right? Or the things we're experiencing in the outside world are suddenly so different that we're like, I, I, I don't really know what to do here. That's when I see a lot of people going within and asking themselves what to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And my area of expertise is astrology, not numerology. But I will say, numerology wise, we're in a seven year in 2023. And that Mm -hmm. is all about spirituality, looking within. And Mm -hmm. sort of like you're saying, like, I think this was a big lesson for us collectively in 2022. My word of the year astrologically was surrender. And it was really this lesson of like, when the world around us is chaotic and uncertain at times, like triggering or scary, how do we find and access peace within? How do we, how do we go within? So there was already that theme. And then we go into the seven year of 2023 with all these other new astrological changes and to me it feels a bit more empowering i guess in sort of the way you're saying like it's yes we still have to use the lesson we learned last year of surrender but it also feels my year for or my word for this year astrologically was self-discovery and it's Mm. really like using all of this to learn more aspects about ourselves and really like our multi-dimensional selves not just like oh, I'm a Leo sun, and that means I'm upbeat and happy all the time. But like, all of the diff- what are all of these things going on in the world showing us about all of these different pieces and parts of ourselves? Yeah, you know what? Important. Sorry. Go ahead. Just, no, go ahead. You, know, you know what mm-hmm. has kept coming up for me this whole time is, and it, it's right in alignment with that, is like, And this has been coming up for me intuitively over and over and over again. You know, when you get those repeated intuitive messages that you almost don't even realize are intuitive hits, you just kind of think they're like passing thoughts or something. I don't know. I just realized this has been coming up. It's like, it's almost like the question of like, how it's like, okay, let's say suddenly people don't have as much money as they had, right? Let's just say, you know, the economy is as it is and there's like a recession going on, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, it's the question popping up of like, but does that mean you have no value? Does that mean you have nothing to offer? And it's almost like, I feel like my team talking to me, like, look around you. You have this, you have this, you have this, you have a million things in this apartment, for example, that all have value. You have a million skills inside of you that all have value. You have a million different perspectives inside of you and pieces of you, like we were talking about the multidimensional self. You could do this, you have this skill, but you could also be this person and do this. You can be adaptable. You can, you know, it really kind of goes in alignment with like the gig economy, I feel like, and creators and like that whole vibe that's been building Um, rather than, you know, I don't know, once again, like the corporate type of environment where you like commit to one thing and that is who you are and that's it. Because in a way, when you think about it, that is kind of limiting. That is, it can be kind of limiting. I'm not saying anyone in that area, you know, is limited or is doing anything wrong. I'm just saying this is always my gripe with social media. Like, I don't like the fact that we have to only present one side of ourselves. I want to be able to express all of the sides of myself. And I don't want to have to niche down to just one thing because we have so many things to offer, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel that with social media a lot too. (laughs) Sorry, Amy, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say exactly what you just said. I completely agree with you. So yeah, I agree. I think that it's, it's difficult when we want to 
focus on one thing at a time, but we're multidimensional beings. We have, and we're multifaceted beings. So I also feel like we like to categorize things as humans and that translates to people. We like to categorize people. So this person fits this box and this person fits this box. And um, I don't know why we do that. Maybe it's a survival tool, but I think that's how our brains work. Yeah. Yeah, and I do, going back to the astrology for the year, I see, I mean, I can't necessarily predict what will change, but I will say with the planetary transits happening, I think there are really big windows and potentials for some of those paradigms to change. And that's sort of what I'm talking about, even as like we're talking about March being such a big month and I feel a big shift. It may not be like a huge physical, tangible shift like COVID. It may be more of a paradigm shift that is felt internally individually in a lot of ways but like it's replicated and kind of like transmitted in a way just Mm -hmm. like the viruses but more through the way we relate to each other and that's that is very much like this that other big transit i was talking about pluto moving into aquarius pluto represents death rebirth regeneration healing through the form of crisis and so whenever pluto moves into a sign it's asking i always ask myself like what of this archetype what in this sign is coming up to be broken down to die and be rebirthed and there's a lot of things you both just touched on that aquarius offers us like this aquarius really represents like the individual within the collective and this is part of where we're going to start to see like understanding new having new understandings of our multi-dimensional selves because we're not just this one one piece within the collective that is forever static we are Mm -hmm. always like a dynamic collective that is changing and moving the different sides of us that are required the different gifts that are required of us are changing and moving depending on what's going on right now so it's like a lot more dynamic um there's a lot to up for like reevaluation and healing along the lines of our relationship to technology whether it's social media or AI or one of the themes I wrote about in a blog post was like balancing, rebalancing the the technology of nature with the technology of um, like the digital world. I think that's another really big area. And that comes back into ourselves too. Like we have inner technology. This is what you guys teach all the time. Like that's what your intuition is. How do we balance that with, all of these voices and pings and posts telling us and connecting us, but telling us like what to do. So there's a lot of Aquarian type themes coming up for regeneration in that way. I love what you just said. I think that's so, so well said. And um, actually, you know, it's funny, you were talking about like the technology of nature with like the digital and uh, I just got my dad, my dad's birthday was this weekend. I just got him. Have you guys seen this little device called the plant wave? Mm-hmm. Plant wave. It, so my dad is, his two biggest loves are plants and music. And this thing, what it does is it basically, it takes, it has two sensors on this little box, and a little sound box. And it puts this, you can put the sensor on anything, a flower, a mushroom, anything that is a living like plant. And you put the sensors on and it basically measures the um, changes in electrical charge in the plant um, and turns that into music. And you can select like the you can say, like, make a piano or make a guitar, make it just like an electronic or whatever. And you can also it also illustrates, you know, when a plant is happy, when a plant is low energy, when or when it's dry, when it's wet, it sounds different. It's so cool. And I was just thinking, like, I can't think of a better thing to get my dad because it's a way to have a really connected experience with plants and to remember, like, they're living and they're alive and nature is alive. And, you know, I feel like more of that is so is it more of that on the horizon can be so helpful 
to all of us. Like, I want one, mm-hmm. honestly. I just want to sit here and listen to my plants all day. Yeah, um, that's cool. It is really cool. It is really cool. And I also <laughs> feel like a lot of innovation is on the horizon. Like, a lot, a lot is coming that is we've we've talked on this podcast about like chat gpt which is like the ai have you heard about that chelsea mm-hmm. it's like the ai Not really. it's oh yeah explain it it's, a, it's like an ai chat bot okay so you can chat with it and essentially as soon as it came out like <laughs> basically everyone's like well this is the end of this job like this is the end of copywriting this is the end of kids having to write papers. This is the end of, because basically you just say, hey, write me a five page essay on whatever, like yeah. Ben Franklin. I've seen know. some things about this, yeah. Or it, it can help diagnose like patients really, really, really quickly. And the doctor is like, this is literally my whole job. Like, you know, I mean, his diagnosing job. But the point is, then the whole conversation came up about like, okay, so what does this mean? And it's like, well, it means that a lot of those jobs, yeah, will, you know, shift and change. And then a lot of energy will be freed up, right? So it's like, okay, what happens with that energy and what do we do? And I think a lot of people are scared of like the value, like what happens to my value. But that's exactly what we're talking about. It's like, well, your value isn't just copywriting. That's just the job you've been doing, right? Mm -hmm. You have so much value. And now it leaves room for us to express that value and monetize that and what or value that. And what I was thinking too is like, what's the one thing that robots are never going to take away? They're never going to take away being together. They're never mm-hmm. going to take away human interaction and experience. Hopefully. <laughs> Not anytime <laughs> soon, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so that is like, that's like what I want to invest in is like us, our time together, you know? Yeah. Connection, human connection. connection. I love that. I love that perspective too because – I mean, it's funny. This is really how my brain thinks. Like anything anyone says, I'm like, ooh, that relates to this transit or that's this archetype. Oh. But what you're just saying is like, so in March, Pluto moves into Aquarius for the first time in a very long time, like 270 years. But then in June, June through October, it's actually going to retrograde back into Capricorn. Hmm. So it's going to retrograde back into Capricorn and then in January of next year, move into Aquarius for good. So it's interesting because we have Pluto moving into a new sign, which is really big change energy, then moving back into a grounded earth sign of Capricorn. Capricorn is all about like our work, our value, our achievement, our productivity. So what you're saying Mm -hmm. feels very tied to like, I almost see, you know, Pluto moving forward into Aquarius, bringing up conversations around technology, AI, potentially like, putting humans out of jobs and then Mm -hmm. retrograding back through Capricorn, the sign of work and purpose and achievement, maybe Mm -hmm. finalizing those last few things we need to within ourselves, like shore up in our self-worth of like, yeah, I'm not just my job title. I'm not just my net worth. Um, And that's the kind of paradigm shift I think it's going to take to like, if we all start, realizing that on a bigger scale, what is possible to change economically and in the workforce? I don't know, but it feels like there's a lot of potential change to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it. That's, I mean, that's I, exciting. I think, I feel like it's change is scary, but I also think it's really exciting for what that could potentially be developed. <laughs> what were you going to say? No, I was sorry. I was going to basically say exactly what you said. Like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, isn't it interesting how and it shows as well. It depend. It's same message, but depends on the receiver. Right. So, Chelsea, you're feeling into it going. Um, this feels really exciting to me. This feels really good mm-hmm. to me. Right. But somebody else could be feeling into this going, oh, God. You know, feeling scared. We're going to lose our jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And and depending what point you focus on, absolutely, it feel you can feel a range of emotions. But I think the cool thing to think about is how it could be both at the same time, right? To some people and to everyone, it could be very scary that we're going through this major transition. Like Ambie said, it's scary when change happens, especially big change. But at the same time, 
part of you is also probably excited because you know that when that starts to happen, that things really are shifting and that there is newness on the horizon. And I think that (laughs) all of us here who identify uh, with each other (laughs) in this spiritual world or whatever, um, that on some level we know we're here to participate in that, you know. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Babyfoot. Babyfoot was originally created in Japan in 1997 as an easy and effective at-home treatment scientifically formulated with 16 natural extracts that exfoliate and moisturize at the same time while bringing the spa experience right into your home. Launched in the United States in 2012, Babyfoot quickly became a household name among foot exfoliant products. Babyfoot offers a selection of at-home foot care products that are quick and easy to use. Trusted internationally with over 25 million Babyfoot peels sold worldwide since 1997. That's 25 years. Babyfoot has seen great success in big box retailers, grocery stores, and natural food markets, health nutrition, fitness studios, boutiques, gift shops, spas, salons, online stores, and in the medical industry, aka sports medicine, oncologists, podiatrists, dermatologists, and plastic surgeons, making Babyfoot the leading and most trusted brand nationwide for the healthiest, smoothest feet. The most innovative total foot care package this gentle process leaves skin undamaged while removing the dead skin revealing the fresh healthy layer beneath like a baby's foot simple effective and effortless if you'd like to try out baby foot you can go to babyfoot.com and get 20% off your purchase when you use the code innerbloom20. That's I-N-N-E-R-B-L-O-O-M 20 in all caps, and you will get 20% off your purchase. Enjoy. Something else I wanted to mention in response to what you just said, Alexa, and about the astrology of the year, because you mentioned human connection being something that robots cannot replace. Um, knock on wood. And <laughs> community, I mean, community is a big of Aquarius as well. Community is going to be a very big theme, community and connection, big themes for us in 2023, which sounds a little paradoxical because a few minutes ago, I said the word of the year is self-discovery. And I used to think that self-discovery was in like the year of a seven and numerology is all about going inward and kind of like hermit energy is how Mm. I associated it. But this does have some of that this year. And it also has like, look at all of these different things I get to learn about myself through the mirrors of my connections and community. And it, Mm -hmm. what that also just made me think of what, why it made me think of this Alexa is because astrologically our relationship to money and value is changing a lot. It has been. The planet Uranus, which is the planet of change and innovation, has been moving through the sign of Taurus, which represents money, amongst other things, for the past seven or eight years, and will be here for a while more. Um, As our relationship changes to money, I also don't want to, like, bypass or negate that there is a lot of fear and scariness and emotion around that. I mean, I've had a lot come up around money this past year. That's been, like hard to move through and it's been very emotional so i don't want to negate like oh just change your perspective and choose to see the better side like that's part of it but also honor your emotions but one of the things i will say from this past year that i've learned um is that in those really difficult times of change transition whether it's personal societal collective all of the above the one thing that has consistently made me feel better has not been like, okay, I'm going to force myself to choose a new perspective or blah, blah, blah. It has been human connection. And I mm-hmm. think that's one of the biggest lessons we're going to see Pluto moving through Aquarius as well Is yes, there's going to be a lot of change in the next year, in the next decade to come. What is going to keep like get us all through it and get us all through it, hopefully sane and healthy is being connected to one another. And connecting to each other's stories and realizing we're not alone, even in our struggle. Mm-hmm. And having each other be like that grounding point for one another and like keeping us tethered to this reality. What were you going to say, Alexa? No, I, well, 
it that all reminded me of well first of all yes to all of that because if you guys have been receiving our like email blasts that's something i've been talking about as i've been sending them out is like like you said chelsea it's like i think we think oh let me discover myself by going within and isolating and just like not coming out until i know who i am until i'm perfect or i i know how to present myself and the reality is you learn so much more about yourself when you go out into the world and you see how others see you you see mm-hmm. not that that is all of it but it helps you understand who you are in the world and who you want to be and um and actually i have a really good friend here who um, she moved here from Indiana and she's lived in Philly for like a year to two years. I think I can't remember. Anyway, so we she's one of my friends that I met on Bumble BFF and I love her. And um, so we see each other every few weeks or so. and We have really, really long talks. And anyway, for the past few months, she'll be like, she'll kind of say something about herself like, like, oh, you know how I'm, like, I do this. And I'm like, when do you do that? You've never done that with me. And she's like, no, you know, like, I don't know. People find me, like, men find me really kind of adversarial and stuff. And I was like, oh, I've never experienced. And she's like, you know what? Like, I think that I just grew up in Indiana my whole life. And I think there I was that. She's like, but I'm realizing because like my other friends here say the same thing. They're like, what are you talking about? And she's like, and I think what I'm realizing is that isn't who I am. That's just who they thought that I was. And I got put into that box. And now every time I'm there, I think that's who I am. But that's not who I am. Like, I'm not that. And I get to be something new now that I'm out of that environment. And I really have to just like embrace and hold on to that because this is the truth of me. And that's really kind of exciting. So Mm -hmm. that's another reason why, you know. We like to do in-person experiences with community and travel somewhere. Even just me and Ambie love to just travel, even if it was just the two of us, because we know that getting outside of our box that we're in every day, it helps us see ourselves in a new light and helps us understand more the truth of who we are rather than maybe who other people are projecting that we are, you know? Mm. Yeah, That also plays out in the family archetypes, too. A lot of the times in family dynamics, there's like a sick person or there's um, a problem child or something along those lines. And really what that person is doing is just illuminating what everyone else is feeling, but everybody else doesn't want to be shown that information. So they're like, oh, that person's the problem. And it's not until you're out of the family dynamic that you're like, I'm not the problem. I'm just illuminating how people are feeling. I'm empathic. I understand more about what's going on rather than just um, closing my eyes and pretending like everything's fine, you know? Yeah. Like I'm a truth seeker. I'm a holder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about um, how... Because one of the things that you do, tell me if I'm wrong, you are also into ETs, correct? Yeah. Awesome. And you <laughs> relate that to astrology. How do you relate that to astrology? How does that work? I think that's something I'm definitely still figuring out. I mean, I looked like a year or two ago into the world of starseed astrology, where you're mm-hmm. like literally trying to figure out what specific placements in your chart mean in terms of quote, quote, where you're from starseed wise. Right. Um, and for me, like I, my starseed connections come more from kind of like we're talking about getting out into the world and like my relationship with the stars, like stargazing. I've had lots of, I wouldn't say totally crazy experiences, but I've had lots of personal experiences of just like seeing things move and blink and feel like they're communicating with me like it's more of a relationship than a uh, more of that internal thing of like I'm going to sit in front of my computer and try and figure this out Um, because when I did look at that I know that I have very strong ties to Arcturus as well Mm. just because of how it's spoken to me when I'm stargazing and so when I started getting into starseed astrology I was like okay let me see where this shows up in my chart and nothing was really prominent around the placement of Arcturus and I was like well that doesn't resonate with me because this is something I know and feel 
So yeah. the whole world of starseed astrology, I'm not sure. I'm sure there is like a science to it that we haven't figured out yet and nothing has really resonated with me along those lines. For mm -hmm. me, it just feels more like a broad connection I have to the stars, that we all have to the stars. And I also think this may be a little bit of a hot take, but a lot of people talk about these days, like what type of star seed are you? Where are you from? Mm -hmm. And I think that stuff is fun. And it's sort of like a little personality test and it gives you a little <laughs> feeling of belonging. But I also feel like it is not the most important conversation we should be having about star seeds. Um, yeah. What do you guys think? I, I agree. Um, I, I agree. I think it, I think, and I've been talking about this on the podcast, but I think like in the beginning of my uh, spiritual experience, that was really fun to be like, what am I? And where am I? And what was my, you know, that was very like thrilling for me. Right. But once I moved past that, it's, it became like, okay, that's all well and good. Like whatever. Cool. But like, what does that mean? And like, what, what does it mean to be me here if I am here to help people? If I am here, here to um, talk about certain things that maybe people aren't talking about or whatever, how does that practically apply to me? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. How do you feel, Amy? Well, I feel a couple of different ways about it. I feel like some people can get really um, obsessive with it uh, to the point of like it's unhealthy because you're detaching from what actually is going on. I also feel like my view has changed on this. So I also feel like to exist in this reality, you have to detach and disassociate a little bit, right? Because if we genuinely felt all of the great things and the horrific things and all of that, I, I think it would be too much for us, right? Absolutely. So I think that that's why people drink and that's why people want to be star seeds and that's why people disassociate or disconnect however they decide to, right? Mm -hmm. So there's empathy on that part that I have for people. But I also um, feel like it can create distance and it can create um, a hierarchy of sorts. Well, I'm a starseed and you're not, so I'm better than you and, and you're lower than me. And I really think that in our society, we should be looking at our similarities and looking at um, dismantling any kind of hierarchy system that's been in place for thousands of years at this point that's my opinion i love that and it it brought up a couple things in me that i would love to share yeah one is um you know as you're saying that i was like oh i really actually am seeing a parallel between kind of like the surface level of astrology and the surface level of the starseed conversation and the mm -hmm. deeper levels of them like same thing with astrology a lot of people get into it to learn more about who they are but then can kind of get stuck in the or obsessive in the like judgment and hierarchy of it like i mm -hmm. see a lot of people saying things like oh i don't date taurus men because they're all this or like i hate gemini's yeah. they're so annoying the yeah. thing about astrology and this is like one of my principles that i teach of intuitive astrology and i feel this translates over to the starseed conversation as well it's really a conversation about wholeness because we all have all 12 archetypes of zodiac signs in our chart. Yeah. You know, not to the same degrees as each other, or not every sign is represented at the same degree. But astrology is a tool to help you reintegrate all of the pieces of yourself. So, like if you're someone who says Geminis are so annoying, you have Gemini somewhere in your chart. What aspects of that are you repressing? ignoring, denying, and mm -hmm. how do you bring those back into yourself? And on a certain level, this conversation becomes the same with the starseed stuff. It's about wholeness, who we mm -hmm. are as a collective, all of us, not mm -hmm. about this, like, I came here to save you, human. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> and 
it is also about our uniqueness because we all carry unique gifts that are meant to work like an orchestration with one another when mm. they're all being expressed. So that's also the, that is the core of this age of Aquarius energy that we're especially going to be feeling this year is like, we are all really unique, mm-hmm. but not better or less than each other. And that's the, that's the beef. That's so beautifully said. And that's the beef that I have with, um, with spirituality as it portrays to a binary system, right? When we look at spirituality, we look at a lot of things that are 3D, 5D, that are starseed, non-starseed. You can look at people with higher levels of intuitive abilities as compared to people with um, not as many, not awareness around their intuitive abilities, right? Um, And I feel like there's a mentality of, this it's like a scale this person's better than this person and i think that what we should be doing instead is really looking at this in a dichotomy is they can all exist at the same time in different ways it doesn't have to be so black and white there are so many shades of gray that it's okay to be in the 3d it's okay that you're don't resonate as a starseed it's okay that you don't have as many intuitive abilities but that you you know, um, believe that we come, we're all connected in some way. Whatever the case may be, I think that we should start looking at that dichotomy rather than uh, separation and binary thinking. Hmm. Retweet. <laughs> to take to take your phrase, Chelsea. Um. <laughs> But That's truly, fun. I think I think uh, it going with I, I forget who said it, but we were talking about like humans love to put people in box. Humans love to like label, categorize, organize, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny because as you guys were talking, I was like, oh yeah, all of this, no matter what it is, yep. we're just always doing the same exact thing. We're just trying okay. to figure out where people go, where we go, and yeah. then we're trying to use those categorizations in order to help us be like, oh, we would work for this or we wouldn't work for this mm-hmm. and I think there's a useful way to do that and a really unhelpful way to do that like I think it can it can maybe be helpful within reason and then normally we're taking it to one extreme or the other which just isn't really helpful you know mm-hmm. so makes sense makes sense. Yeah. so much sense um so, go ahead Alexa because I know you're well so speaking of all of this um all of this together. So as we mentioned in the beginning, Chelsea is going to be joining us at our Joshua Tree Retreat, February Yay! 23rd to 26th. And we're so excited. Chelsea, do you want to um, just give maybe like a little preview, quick preview of some of the things you're going to be sharing with everyone while you're there? Yes, totally. So um, astrology wise, I mean, again, the astrology and starseed stuff is linked just think that link is becoming clearer and clearer as we evolve um astrology wise we're going to be talking about and we're, i'm going to be leading a workshop really about looking at your unique intuitive gifts and superpowers how they're expressed in your chart there are a couple different placements i look at specifically when we're talking about intuitive gifts so i think that's going to fit in really well with the content and exercises you guys are leading Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really a message of, again, like we're talking about more empowerment of like, what is my gift and my offering to this world? How can I fine tune it and hone it? Um, what is my service to this world? And not so much like I'm this and not that, or you're this and not that. Mm-hmm. And then um, we're also going to be doing kind of like a star seed workshop group discussion about exactly what we're talking about. Like, how do we, especially those of us who either have felt like we don't belong here or feel like we're from somewhere else or like we're all really looking for belonging. How do we really merge the spiritual divine parts of ourselves with the physical human parts of ourselves? Mm -hmm. It's not a conversation, the whole starseed conversation to me, and I think to you guys as well, is not a conversation about ascending out of our human bodies and getting to like, fly and zip around in outer space. I feel like mm-hmm. we've done that in other lifetimes and it's not mm-hmm. why we're here. Mm-hmm. I do think there's a conversation about like quote, quote, ascension and awakening. But to me, it feels more 
like it will be fully more fully embodied more fully in our human body so that's part of what we're doing and then we'll also have um some really fun stargazing stuff at night which i'm super excited for because i've never been to joshua tree and i've heard there's lots of good activity out there mm, there is it's so so it has it's such a high energy place and we are going to be going into to joshua tree uh, national park and getting to experience some of that so it's going to be wonderful and um chelsea has a lot as you guys can tell i i know all of you watching on live are loving this and uh she just has so much wisdom and great information and just all the good vibes to share so um yeah we are so excited to be in Joshua Tree with you, Chelsea. We're so excited to welcome our attendees. And also, guys, don't forget that uh, an additional bonus part of this is that we're going to give away our intuitive course for free with coming mm-hmm. to this retreat because this retreat is partly about developing those intuitive abilities. And like Chelsea said, really kind of grounding that into your human experience. So we want to continue to give you those tools um, even when you're not at the retreat. So uh, yeah, we have a few spots left. Make sure if this is something that you're interested in, that you reach out. Um, there's going to be a link in the show notes and it's just short application and we'll connect with you, chit chat with you and uh, figure out if it's a good fit. Anything either of you want to share or add to that? Chelsea, how do people connect with you and what are the services that you offer your clients and who you work with? Tell people a little bit about that before we go. Yeah. And before I say that, I just want to thank both of you for having me on. Thank you all for listening. I'm super excited. I always love connecting with you both and the retreat's going to be amazing. Um, But thanks for letting me come on the podcast. It's been fun. Of course. course. Um, So people can find me on Instagram. I'm at ChelseaJewel33. My website is ChelseaJewel.com. Those are the two places where I'm most active. And I do intuitive and karmic astrology readings. So not just focused on the kind of surface personality traits of your zodiac, but really like what your soul came here to do, learn, share, heal from all of those things. Um, I do energy healing, one-on-one coaching, and I also do channeled guidance sessions, which probably is similar in a way to like a psychic reading that Ambie would give, but I use the birth chart as my kind of um, portal to talk to your guides and your higher self. So it's my unique kind of take on channeling. Very cool. Very cool. I, I love and they that. Can- and they can book with you via your Instagram, like a link in your Instagram or your website. Okay. So we will, if you guys didn't catch that when she said it, we will put it in the show notes so that you can just go and click and you'll be connected with Chelsea. And uh, yeah, please do connect with her. She's just incredible, just a magical, incredible being. And we're so excited for what the future holds for the three of us. So um, thank you, Chelsea, for being here. Thank you, everyone, for watching. We love you guys. And until next time, keep on blooming. Bye. Bye, everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.